the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. I can't What's, hear you, Milton. You're not hearing That's me? That's all right. You're sounding good, though. Oh, okay. Why aren't you hearing me? I don't know. Okay. Maybe you unplugged yourself in. Yet. No, that's weird. It's just weird. All right, let's see if I can fix it because I don't hear me either. So, all right. Well, Al, well, I think we'll Al's hearing us. So. Yeah, yeah. I'll just talk. Can you hear me? Nope. Yeah. Can't hear you. I can't hear you. Can no, no. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. <laughs> all right. Okay, I can hear me. Can you? But not through your headset. All right. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. We will figure this out. Okay. All right. Today is the first day of spring. Did y'all realize that? If you didn't, look at the parking lot and look at all our is that customers Dave? buying stuff. Oh, is that, that is there a presentation going on I today? I think so. Uh, yeah. There hey, you go, now I just hear Jerry. Yeah. You oh. plugged it in, huh, Melton? You told me you didn't want to hear Jerry, and now you're complaining <laughs> about it. <sighs> oh, yeah, but there's a difference between technically <laughs> yeah. and... Oh, I see. Technically, <laughs> yeah. All right. Yep, as Jerry always says, it's just one plug. There you go. All right. Did you have to re-plug it? Yes. Re-plug it in? I did, and it, now it's working. There you go. All right. It is. Uh, good to hear your voice. Brother. Nice to hear you, too. You So you said this is the first day of spring, huh? Oh, look at this. Well, yeah, lots of gardeners out here. The parking lot is full. <laughs> not uh, a... Uh, we're not going to give David credit for bringing all those people oh, in? Oh, good Lord, no. <laughs> so is David... David is here? Yeah, David's here. He's, he's probably here. He oh, yeah, that was uh, the um, cleaning up your yard. Spring though. cleanup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was kind of hoping he would bring the... The crew over to my place. I've got quite a fit a bit of work to be done out there. Yeah. But uh yeah, the big people people are out here buying stuff and uh uh Calvin's got a uh, an article on uh, different roses, best roses for the variety I don't for oh, the era. Old fashioned and tough modern yeah, roses. I don't think I don't think they've gotten his he's gotten his shipment in yet a road. He had a few um I was trying to remember what varieties. Oh oh I know we had knockouts. the knockouts. And then I thought we had one other at least one other selection. I'll have to look yeah. during the break. As I as I was going out yesterday, Milton. I mean last week. <laughs> yes. Uh I saw some of those dwarf knockout roses up there. Oh yeah. Which I I talked about, and you were saying, don't talk about those. They haven't got them. They have got a whole bunch of them. What? The super dwarfs. 
Oh, I didn't say what. What did I? What are you saying? Yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah. Don't. Uh, just we've got this on. Old, hey, old, old people say stuff oh, like okay. that. Oh, okay. Just this just just came to him in a dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So they have the they got the, the dwarfs. The now. Super yeah. dwarfs, I guess. Super dwarfs. Well, it's super dwarfy. Wow. <laughs> they, I forget. They're stay small. They're supposed to stay small. Huh. Well, but not, the, you the know, knockouts are certainly. A yeah, a wonderful rose. Lots, lots of choices. Oh yeah. Well, and one of the, one of the things, and I don't know how much we should talk about this, but one of the <laughs> things that we worry about a little bit with the knockout was, up in North Texas, they seem to be, one of the plants that's uh, susceptible to, to the uh, rose. That uh, well, all all roses are susceptible to that. But because of the. Uh, the spread, yeah, and uh, you know when you got a hybrid tea rose bed, you don't have usually have um, two thousand five hundred feet in a row of them. <laughs> where, whereas a uh, knockout, you may uh, way, uh, along the sidewalk yeah. or the road. So, mm-hmm. so once the, the disease gets in there, they can move fast. Because it's spread by little mites. Mites. The mighty small. I think this is the. I think this is the first disease uh, that we've had spread by mites. You know, we think about white flies and aphids. Yeah, because our, our our spider mites do the damage themselves most. Yeah. Yeah. But this is a different mite, I think. Yeah. It's not spider mites. But I mean, if, if you're using the definition of mites. Yeah. But uh, no, everybody says there's no cure for it, and there's no way to prevent it other than uh, use some of that cloth, uh, grow up cloth that we talk about. But who who wants to keep their roses covered? Yeah, it sort of know, defeats the purpose. Well, the the good news is that so far, um, yeah, not so right Central Texas has not seemed yeah. to be affected. I'm uh, I'm thinking it's it's the prayer life <laughs> that that Do you you know the people in North Texas are kind of <laughs> this is this is a scientific study that you've done. <laughs> well. Look mm. where the plague has descended upon. Ah, uh, okay. A uh, right on Dallas Fort Worth. Hmm. And I mean, it's not not down here. It's not. Well, why don't we conf- else. If David comes by, let's confirm it with him. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, one thing I though, think he was the one that mentioned. <laughs> is that. that where it came from? <laughs> that mosaic virus is not subtle. At least you uh, won't. If we do get a. Attacked by it, we we'll, should be able to notice it pretty quickly. Yeah, it seemed to be. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a pretty. Yeah. The symptoms. From the way it was described well, then, by then Jerry and you guys and, and the symptoms. Neil. We we list uh, most of the symptoms in the article. I don't know if they reduced. Yeah, the number. yeah, you did. Um, but the symptoms are pretty garish yeah. and uh, distinct. Is <laughs> the interesting thing is. When people see that rapid thorny growth, speaking of mites, <laughs> they uh, they uh, uh, our oh, speaker, it's, yeah, it's David. They uh, uh, speaking of 
Anyway, uh, when when they, they cut them off, people uh, see that growth. Yeah. And even if they don't know that's what that is, they cut them back to the ground, which is a way to solve most problems. But uh, not with that. It's, yeah. It comes out. The new growth comes out with those thorns and things like that. Isn't that what you said, David, about, about it being an act of uh, God? Uh, yeah. So Jerry is claiming that the uh, rose, uh, what's it called? Rose rosette. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you can you can pick up the mic. We got you. Well, right. really, yeah. he's is this the official from position, God, isn't it, <laughs> sir? Yeah. Does everything come from God? That's yeah, true. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he's claiming <laughs> though that the uh, the uh, roses <laughs> in North Texas are incurring the wrath of God. There you uh, go. More so than South Texas. Where can well, because of their uh, religiosity. Well, is, this the ofi- <laughs> is this the official <laughs> position <laughs> of the agrolytic? No, I I think. Uh-huh. I think I want to say. It's an outrageous percentage. I think 80% of all the roses sold in the U.S. are knockout roses. Is that right? I think Is it's some right? ridiculous number like that. So when you go to all these little cities in Texas in the spring, what do they have mainly planted everywhere? It's That's knockout, true. knockout. So we probably have planted a, um, a monoculture to a point. And then what do we used to do when we used to do... The rose shows years ago, hybrids and uh, grand, we used to spray a lot. Mm-hmm. So people don't hardly do any spraying at all. So they're not killing that little bad mite that's potentially spraying that virus. Yeah. So shame uh, on everybody. Plant, plant more roses, but other varieties, and spray more often. Well, <laughs> right? Jerry, Jerry and I were talking too about the knockout. You know, you might have. 2,500 feet of knockout roses in a row on a, along the, yeah. you know, the fancy office buildings and out. The, mm-hmm. So, boy, you know, the easy steps for the those mites to move if yeah. they're... And they don't spray. No. Yeah. So they don't spray. Yeah. In fact, we talk about how the old-fashioned and modern roses are wonderful because you don't have to spray. However, <laughs> they will get the virus. Oh, yeah. The old, yeah uh, any, would, any road will get the virus. Could get the virus. But could what get we're, the virus. But we're, t- we're trying to conclude that so far it's, a, it's worthy the desirable characteristics of those tough modern roses and old-fashioned roses are worth going ahead and still planting them in central Texas because we haven't seen a, a real... We found a few plants the last few years, but... We haven't. It hasn't been like North Texas. So, do you think it came from the the nurseries? No. Or is, was it endemic on that knockout rose? Well, I I don't know where it came from, but once it got into the, I don't know in North Texas. I know where it came from. Who? Neil? Is it Neil's fault? No. <laughs> hey, let's 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 change the subject before we get before we suddenly on a clear clear day get struck by lightning. Yeah, they, they uh, can't see sign language on the radio. Show. Yeah. So you got how did how'd you do? It looks like you had a big crowd. Oh, a beautiful day here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. We uh, did a do's and don'ts, uh, kind of a pre pre uh, kickoff for the spring season, and answered a, a wide array of kind of things to do in the next month or so. Um, uh, March 20th is the official date for um, the spring, uh, first spring, March 20th. Yeah. And usually about Valentine's Day or mid-February, 
is when we start kicking up into the spring push. And uh, this time last year is when we had a 106 hours plus, right? <laughs> oh. You know, so it's like uh, that's last year. This is today. So uh, and the weather's been nice. So oh, yeah. got a lot of good questions. Uh, subject matter covered a lot of. Uh, questions did, covered as well. So what were some of the good, good crowd? Qu- did, did it come like, out though, David? I, w- I was uh, one of the uh, customers here, and I were having discussion. <clears throat> He's a skillful gardener, and he was just amazed at the the damage that occurred in this recent freeze two weeks ago, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Said, I'm yes. with him. I said, "Well, guy, yeah. If I'd look at the." Uh, uh, predictions of the weather, I would say that no, there won't be any freeze. But 300 years, right? It won't freeze again like that. There you go. Because, but of, uh, <laughs> as, as Jerry, that's what Jerry promised us. There you go. Jerry keeps reminding us that those uh, those plants that were recovering pretty quickly really didn't have a lot of background. Yes, in yes. And that's and we've talked about yeah. that too. So we got to just wait like everything else and see what how it bounces back. Uh, but uh, but that's weather, right? Weather, right? <laughs> yep. It's hot, cold, rainy, dry. I Especially mean, how about in the, Texas. It happens, it happens, right? How about yeah. the supply situation? Are we, are we in the same erratic situation in terms of retail uh, wholesale supply on plants? Um, some are bouncing back a little bit better. Uh, transplant growers are having a lot of issues with seed availability. And, of course, like we all know, um, freight trying to get things shipped in that they need to grow yeah. plants from containers of peat moss to whatever, make light, perlite, etc. And, of course, uh, labor and every, everything. Yeah, it's it's a challenge. Some are doing better than others, unfortunately. But, you know, like Trace, uh, you know, y'all know Trace. He's been around this retail thing for a lot of years, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah he if, works it, if it's available, he'll make it happen. He'll get <laughs> yep. it. You know. <laughs> And He'll he make buys, it happen. There he, he is. Buys there them is. all too. That's He'll make a, it happen. So I've tried to get him to share. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like Spread I, the wealth. He used to get Mr. West. Yeah, yeah. Don't buy them all. Before. Spread the wealth a yeah, little bit. <laughs> you know, but um, if he's selling them, he'd buy. I think some things are bouncing back a little bit better than others, but it's 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 a challenge. You know, yeah. it's like kind of like what is the like the old like uh, at H E B. Well, they don't have that. We'll buy this one. Yeah. Buy what you can get, right? I mean, and be happy with it. You know, well, it's still a good product. You know? <laughs> so, what was the? Uh, was there a common theme to the questions? Was that the theme on things that the froze? Uh, we, no, that was a little. We covered about plant nutrition, pre-emergence in the lawn, lawn management, a little bit. Okay. Everything. Yeah. But what about the lawn weeds? We're always, um, we always have a lot of questions for people that credit. Their shady lawn that's nice and green now with rescue grass, as uh, <laughs> as you know, my lawn is is great. And then 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 of course when it shows a little damage from the freeze there or a go. little later when yeah. it gets warm it disappears. And they say, well, yes. what happened? Uh, I mentioned two things of lawns is uh, compact soles, the shade, and the often dogs and i said well you know, <laughs> i said dr parsons always used to say get rid of your dogs but <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I'll quote him on that, but I won't say that. <laughs> Why are you guys crediting the, 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 the dogs? No, I can see. I remember the show. I remember the show where he said, "Kiss your dog goodbye." <laughs> I can see the dogs being a major factor in a, a frozen soil area where they pile up and they sit there for a while. But here, here, uh, where it's, it never freezes and. The urine dissipates, and it, it says not. It's not to me. It doesn't seem to be an issue. Yeah, but little dogs can make mess too. I mean, okay. those little dudes. Really? Uh, Have you guys got little? Yeah, yeah I know Jerry's yeah. got little, little cat dogs. Little dogs. Too, uh, yeah. But anyway, they're, they're a little they're, bit easier to clean up from I get, feet. I guess my little dogs big, are just uh, not other. as messy as other little dogs. Uh, do, you, do you have? Do your dogs mess up the lawn? With uh, what lawn? With my, uh, pooping and peeing? No. But I, yeah, I don't see that as... She won't go in our yard. Oh, she this is a have, great topic for we a have garden to walk show, right? Isn't it, though? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, one of the things before we go to break is we've got the Rodeo Tomato, STM yes. 2055 yes. here, uh, on sale for $1.99. Is that right, Trace? No. No. Uh, That's uh, wrong. Uh, uh, no, that's it's right. No, he's, 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 <laughs> it's, uh, Trace is up the price. A, I begged him not but to do we'll, it. We'll, we'll discuss the price, but yes, Trace is confirming. <laughs> that's only it's a for the today, right? It's, it's the, a, the, the pro- no, it's, the, yeah. the proceeds benefit, um, Youth Gardeners Program. Yeah, yeah. If they, what they buy today. Oh, it's today, Trace? Yeah. It's today? Okay. So yeah, so, yeah, to, but talk about how, talk about how that, what, what their, uh, the Youth Garden Program. Look yeah, what so it, look what Trace has marked those up. No, this it's an error. Hundred ninety nine dollars, yeah, but we'll, all of we'll, that goes to the yeah. We'll take garden. that. We'll take that donation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so S T M two two five five. It's kind of like the B H N series, and I heard y'all last week. So B I I called the B H N guys years ago and b means beef master h is homestead oh and n is because homestead used to be the commercial fl- yeah, uh, yeah, florida yeah. tomato right and n is the uh, portuguese breeder's last name oh really <laughs> so th- so i i was always curious what that <laughs> yeah. bhn meant because they named so stm is uh cicada seed okay so it's cicada trademarked Cicada trademark that's is yes. STM. Yeah, and it's also and a plot. So number. yeah, so that's why they're using the number. So yeah, I don't okay. like it, but that's what I they want. That's what they want to call. So that's our rodeo tomato for this year. Thank you, Trace. For uh, so y'all come by, buy your rodeo tomatoes today and this weekend. Uh, right this weekend or just today? Just today. Okay, today for a hundred hundred and ninety nine dollars, and the proceeds go to support the outreach efforts of the Bear County Youth Gardens uh, program. David, and all, if you want more almost. information on plantanswers.com, uh, yes, yes. com, but yes, also also my column. Was, yeah, right. Okay. Next yes, uh, thank last week, so did anybody ever consider my suggestion of Tomatosaurus no. Rex? No. Excuse me. Did anybody well, ever consider my suggestion of Tomatosaurus Rex? Uh, no, for what? Uh, for the rodeo uh, tomato, yeah, rather yeah, than STM I'll, I'll twenty-two. Trace, <laughs> 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 do we have plenty? Not as many as I hoped for. Oh, I had thirty flats booked, and they only let me have ten. Oh man! So there's still some in there, but not yeah. as many as I would have hoped. I, I got I got some earlier. 
That's, That's a very colorful shirt you have on today, Trace. <laughs> you mean we're going to have to rely on Milton's yeah. planting well, to, I'm giving them give, to, to give a <laughs> progress report? Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, we're in trouble. <laughs> the, uh, Are these Milton-proof, like a tycoon? <laughs> no. and, but, but that is, and, uh, if they do well, yeah, we, yeah. we'll oh, know yeah, they're yeah, super. Right, right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, I was looking at the pictures on uh, that I found on the uh, Cicada's website, and uh, that's that's the ones uh, that they used in the paper, by the way, which is good. I don't guess I didn't check with the Japanese to see if that was okay. They for didn't, us you to didn't use give them it. pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, it, it looks like they've got a picture of the mature plant, and I guess it, it was caged, and it's got. Uh, foliage cover from the very bottom to the very top which is something we always look for you can't it's hard to see the tomatoes when it's like that but as far as the health of the tomato keep it from sunburning and on and on and on that that's a that's don't hide a, it from the birds yeah. yeah now we got to remind everybody when they're looking for the article or on plantanswers.com that was Pretty early. It's too early to put the tomato pot, in pot your garden. Up, yeah. yeah, you got to pot them up. Okay. Now that may that may not be as easy as it used to be because they're it's hard to find the containers, right, Trace? It is. I have six-inch pots. Yeah. I have six. Thank have you. Six-inch pots. Okay. So if folks out there, gardeners, if you got one-gallon and three-gallon containers, hang, mm. hang on to those. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Will you be discussing some of this March fifth for <laughs> your? Presentation of spring vegetable <laughs> gardening at Millburgers? Yeah, with the uh, Tyrannosaurus rex tomato. Yes, the Tomatosaurus. Tomatosaurus. Tomatosaurus rex. Yes, we can. <laughs> we will. Thank uh, you. Okay. You may want to pull Milton in because he's, <laughs> he's, he's yeah. planted yeah, them guest speaker. <laughs> well, you said not to plant them yet. <laughs> no, well, pot what are you going to do? You're going to put them in your... Pot them up. Uh, pot them up? Okay, yes. I'm going to yeah. pot them up. Everything is on plantanswers.com. Okay. Yeah. David, thank you, man. Thank you. Y'all have a great day. You too. We're going to take a break. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. Thanks for coming by. Come back. We'll take a break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, broadcast live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Burgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Hey, don't forget about Spider-Man termite and pest control. If you've got problems with uh, uh, insects, uh, roaches, spiders, fleas, ants, talk to Spider-Man the other day. And if you're like most people here in San Antonio, you are having trouble with ants, you're having trouble with rats, and uh, you're having trouble. Uh, with termites, and that's where Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control can help you. Since 1976, they've been doing this and doing a great job. I mean, an outstanding job. Read the reviews. Same customers for years, and oftentimes that customer is coming from another company that they just weren't satisfied with. So give them a call and learn more. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721 for Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Or find them online at GoSpiderManPest.com. That's GoSpiderManPest.com. 
Can hey, we? Trace. Can I ask Trace a question before we sneak off? Sure. Off? We're now we're on the air, so you know. Yeah, don't we ask did a we did an article on the old-fashioned and uh, tough uh, modern roses, Trace. And Jerry and I were trying to rem- remember all the all the varieties that are here so far. That we uh, got. There's not much here yet. Some knockouts, drift. Uh, the antiques, I believe, show up this this week or next week. Okay. And the drifts was the one I was trying to think of last last week. Mm. The, the drift roses, yeah, that was a big oh, thing two okay. years ago. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, and so they're they're kind of in the same category, in terms of a, a tough modern rose. And so, but we're gonna get some. You don't know. You know, it's gonna. You don't know which uh, old fashions you're gonna get. There's a list of them already printed back behind the cashiers and the armoire. Uh, it's a much larger selection than we had last year. Oh, cool. good. Well, and if anybody that's uh, interested, uh, read up on in this article on uh, these are some of our favorite mm. old-fashioned and modern roses. And then there's uh, a bunch of other good ones, too, that uh, will yeah. probably be available. I, I even got Jerry's Belinda Dream in there. It was, I was reluctant. <laughs> good luck finding it. There. Oh, did you get? Uh, you don't know about I don't, I don't know. Dream uh, I don't Grandma's know. Yellow. I, I I know Grandma's Yellow. I booked. Oh, good. Uh, how about Katie Road? Do or you anything? Uh, I think Highway Two Ninety. I think I have some oh, of my into. <laughs> and let's see, Grand, I, Grandma's Yellow. Of course, uh, I think Metabolus. Sure, pretty sure I booked that. Pretty sure they didn't have Metabolus this go around. I'm not a hundred percent. Is that one? Of you, is that one of your favorites? I can't remember. That, is, that Martha, is my favorite. Okay. Yeah, Mar- Martha Gonzalez. That's one of my favorites too. Yep. That's a tough. Well, that's a tough little rose. But but anyhow, these are these are roses that uh, you really don't have to have a spray program to have them perform well, and you uh, don't I, have to prune them. I really that. went through the availability and looked at each and every one and the performance and fragrance value. And, again, I, I probably got maybe 12 or 13 more varieties than, than wow. in years past. That's cool. But there's more fragrant ones in there, huh? I, I made sure that if there was a white one with uh, – that it was a white one with fragrance, not just a plain white one. <laughs> yeah. This is Dudley Cross. It's not. It's kind of peach colored, but it doesn't have any fragrance. Uh, that's on there too. But it's. Uh, but I. I specifically went through to get fragrant on a lot of them. Good. Uh, you you can bring those when they first bloom. You can bring those up here in Calvin and Milton. And I'll smell them and what, see what, if we can smell it. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure you can smell, Jerry. Uh. <laughs> Calvin, Calvin and I couldn't smell them last time. Well, well yeah, the blender stream. And the, uh, in our uh, pink, <laughs> uh, Katie Road, too. Yeah. That's got, that's got that that mystery fragrance, like just like Belinda Street. But there'll be, there'll be a couple of three weeks coming in or whatever? Well, they were scheduled to come in last week, so oh, we, we have to make some phone calls to find out why they weren't here already. Huh. Maybe if we're lucky, they'll come in this week. Yeah. But uh, after Valentine's, <laughs> so Milton, yes, sir. I, I think we've got we've come to an unfirm date. Yeah, uh, it's 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 the same day as the blood drive. Okay, is that okay? I, I think so. Good. Okay, maybe, maybe we can get them to donate some blood. 
Yeah, <laughs> they could literally win the contest and get a gift yeah, certificate. Yeah, man, they'd be, they they'd be they, rocking it. Yeah, you can't get so, blood out of a tomato, right? So what we're talking about is we think we have a preliminary date for the Top Tomato Contest. Yep. Don't so be, it's been on hiatus for two years, and it's time to come back. <laughs> yeah, it was a but don't be telling a, a victim that. of COVID. Who is that guy? That's always asking about the tomato contest. Oh, I think that's James. Yeah, yeah that is James. So, so we we'll be real quiet. Yeah, in case James. I, I don't think James listens to the show. No, no. but uh, yeah, so that's exciting. It's a lot of fun, uh, and then the tomatoes. Uh, we've got we've got the STM twenty two fifty five. We'll have to see how they do. You know what? With the uh, Uncertainty on supply. If we talk about this, we talked about this when we had the tomato article. Mm, Yeah. But if you see your favorite tomato or you see your tomato that's likely to win the contest, grab it. I mean, go ahead and buy it and get it potted up because. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to beat James. (laughs) No offense, James, but somebody else needs to win. So well, Jay- James is the target everybody's going after, huh? He never had one, has he? Yeah, I think two. I think at least one year. Last uh, the last time we did it. Oh. Are we still doing the uh, largest tomato too by weight? Oh, we'll do the uh, identical. So largest okay. by weight. Steve doesn't matter how doesn't matter how. Yeah, it Steve looks. does well too. Yeah, Steve always seems like he always cherry wins tomato well. division and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, we've got. We'll tell you more as it goes, but and then, ladies and gentlemen, start your tomatoes. The specifications, are they still in plant answers? That kind yeah, of, yeah. Um, t- in terms of those uh, cherry tomato clusters and things like that. Right, Uniformity right. is the key. Right. Yeah. What, what date is that? June what? June well, 4th think right we're now. we're going to do June 4th. June 4th. So it'll be a little early, but we've already got our judge here. So oh. depending on the weather, we could might push it back some, but uh, our judge will be here that day. Well... You said a lot of people bought this rodeo tomato uh, earlier when you brought it first I, back. I've, I've sold almost 30 flats of it already. Yeah. That's what I mean. Normally, this is the first weekend I can get it <laughs> because David absconds with all there that. There you go. But uh, anyway. There you go. But, but if uh, something changes, we'll tell you here first during the show. All those that uh, have purchased those, they're probably growing them in a container, large container. Uh, they'll be ready by June 4th. Contenders already. Yeah, they'll be ready by June 4th. Unless they uh, were subjected, let them get uh, <laughs> subjected to the, this this February there cold weather. But uh, regardless of the date you put that thing in, some people are going to say, well, my tomatoes are already gone. My big ones are already gone. And some people will say, mine are still green. It all depends on uh, uh, when you start them and the variety, of course. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry. What happened? It was an interesting question. Uh, I heard part of it, but yeah, I'll I'm tell you in a minute. Confused. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. So. Uh, we mentioned on the 5th, on March 5th, David will be back. He'll be doing uh, spring vegetable uh, gardening. So uh, what are what are good edibles? I saw it's not a vegetable, but I saw you've got lots of strawberries. Yes, yes. Uh, what else is uh, good to plant now? Uh, still time to do broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower. Yeah, spinach, okay. I do a, a quick seeding of uh, English peas. Yeah, I saw some nice-looking spinach transplants mm-hmm. out there. 
Uh, and carrot. I think you could get uh, carrots. I think if you, you do could. little shorties. Yeah, the little finger oh, okay. ones. Okay. Uh, radishes. Probably oh, still yeah. time to do radish Ooh. turnip. Huh? And they're out there too. I didn't see no, those. Those are seeds. Oh, oh the seeds. Okay. I oh, think too. maybe rutabagas are too late. Yeah. But rutabagas are always out of season. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, I know Trace up. tried to get them. This those far, rutabagas far south. <laughs> they were out. Uh, now, uh, the supply chain Did I hear you say there's a shortage of kale? No. Huh? No. I thought you said there was a shortage of kale. No, shortage of tomatoes. I think you heard, think you heard very, what you wanted to hear. You know, it's, it's almost green bean time, isn't it? Yeah. March, first of March. Middle, yeah. Is that a seed potatoes, thing too? Potatoes. I'll have transplants and. Uh, oh, for uh, green beans? Yeah. Oh, cool. So, did you ever get the seed potatoes in? You were no, but I got a, I got the commitment, so um, <laughs> it could be any any day now. Okay. But since yeah. we had our conversation two or three weeks ago, whenever we had the uh, the onion connoisseur on, yeah, uh-huh. there you go. I now have. Th- Three more varieties of onions. All right. Oh, so it's man. okay to still plant the onions, huh? Yep. So we went intermediate. Uh, candy. There's a, there's a candy. Then there's a, a uh, red candy apple or something like that. Okay. And then there's a white one that I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Okay. That candy is yellow. It's yellow. So I, I had to do a taste test. <laughs> yeah. And so I can firmly tell you red candy apple does not taste like a Jolly Rancher. Okay. <laughs> what does it, it taste like? It, in my mind, it was more pungent than the Red Creole. What? All yes. right. Wow. Gosh. So is it more like that Whataburger uh, onion? Uh, it was super oniony. <laughs> okay. Red candy apple? I don't know. We'll have to probably have some rehab classes to get us back to used to that kind of a taste. Yeah. Well, but, but, there's a, but there is a listener right now who is running to his car. <laughs> Well, there's a the neat thing about onions is that you uh, can't plant too many, and uh, you can plant them anywhere, flower beds or my wife containers. my wife did them all on the edge of her plumeria pots. Oh, neat! There you go. And uh, so, and you still got plenty of time to do it now for these late planted onions. I uh, I would recommend the new recommendation of uh, Osmocote Plus on, on under him because uh, that'll can we, release... Can we, can we pick something else? <laughs> Do what? Can we pick something else? <clears throat> Why is that? Uh, because I don't think there is any Osmocote Plus. What happened? Uh, we, still so not, we still have not gotten the delivery that was supposed to be in, in January. Oh, hmm. man. And here it is almost the end of February. Uh, that hurts me. But uh, well, maybe some of that, uh, that the dog manure and, and urine that you guys are talking about. <laughs> we stop you, talking about it, Calvin. Don't bring it back up. <laughs> have you got uh, another one that's slow release like that? Well, I got a four, I got Osmocote in a fourteen 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 with no minor elements. Okay, so that'd still be that'll better. Work. That'll, that'll still work. be better than some of the other alternatives. And in a smaller, somewhat smaller container. Yeah, it's still Osmocote, so it's a it's just a different. Okay. Instead, well, of, instead of a pink container, for, it's green. Yeah. Still for and for yeah, onions. Yeah. So all, quick. Yeah. You're you're mainly kidding. That, want to keep that uh, nitrogen source yeah. available. You've to talked them. about that. Yeah. And uh, the plain osmocote without the miners will also do the do the trick for you. 
Cherry will have a nightmare. <clears throat> yeah, just wake up in a sweat. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> cool. Well, what else? Plus, plus, plus. <laughs> Copious. Uh, and, and also... <laughs> Also, I hope that they put regular Osmocote in their containers, pots, when they uh, when they potted uh, potted them up, mix it into the potting media that you buy. Is he talking tomatoes? Potting up the tomatoes? Yeah. Yeah. Anything, Pe- tomatoes, peppers, whatever. Uh, so I found some six-inch pots, Milton. Oh, good. But I had to buy like 5,000 of them. Yeah. Oh, gee, I <laughs> okay. But that's okay. I'll sell them all because there isn't anything else out there. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, whatever plant material you use, if you're going to put them in that smaller pot, you definitely want to put Osmocote in there with them. Uh, the, the, the reason that uh, I've often ta- talked to the to the uh, plant producers and tried to get them to put Osmocote in the, their potting mix where they grow the transplants. And they <coughs> politely explained to me that that does their plant uh, no good. In other words, from the time they <coughs> seed it to the time they sell it, Till the time the customer buys it, it hasn't had time to release. I said, "Well, mm. that's going to help the gardener because you know that don't it doesn't fertilize properly." But they said, "Well, we've got to look at the bottom line, and to put uh, another element in our potting mix uh, is not recommended." Well, okay, for the bottom line. I got you. That surprises so. me a little bit because I always. Somehow imagine when I fertilize my containers with Osmocote that I almost get an immediate response. So <laughs> well, is that my so, imagination? So when you start no. to get to like a gallon can or larger, they all do it because it's a much longer crop. Yeah. But right. when you're trying to turn a crop in six weeks, <laughs> they're fertigating. So they're, there's there a little go. fertilizer going in with every... Droplet of water. Okay. Absolutely. So they're pumping it. They're just pumping it in a different Different. way. And, Kevin, you do get a response from Osmocote because only 50% of that stuff is uh, nitrogen, whatever, is released over a three- to four-month period. But there's 50% or a little bit less that's immediately so ready. it's a question of efficiency rather than just yeah. no response yeah. oh yeah and then then that that's the fact just like trace mentioned the fact that the, the containers are have a long life uh, with plants the right. you eventually use it all up anyway yeah so it's a good deal and you don't have to side dress or or as much as you normally would we're going to take a quick break. While we do, why don't you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We have more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer.
Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. We're talking with gardening. We're talking gardening with you. Call us at 210. Is that what we're supposed to be doing? Yep. Not your conversations about <laughs> dog pee and poop, Calvin. So uh, I don't think it was me that started that conversation. Jerry, was it him? No. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. yes. Uh-huh. I was shocked. I, I was just... I was just uh, debating. I was trying to remember through the years here in this climate how that was a factor. Now, up north, certainly is because of the freezing and the, the yeah. sitting there for a long time. But Well, the, uh, you know, the, the, they say, and I think most people proved it, have proven it, that only the female dog urine it damages the grass. Huh. Because I guess it's hormones or something. I don't know, but uh, anyway, we we were going to get old males. They they just kind of spread that around. <laughs> I, I just love how Milton feels uncomfortable about this. I don't know what his other is. other topics that are yeah. weird. He doesn't uh, respond. <laughs> no problem with that. We're saying urine. Thank you. And yeah. not nope. <laughs> Okay. There's other things we could do. I know. So what do you got there? You got a newspaper. What's that yeah, about? Almost every one of our customers has a pet. Oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of them, too. Oh, they're, they're very interesting. No, it's right? a, it's, it's a discussion on dogs. <laughs> Remember our motto. Is this, is this your motto, Captain Melt? No. Never have a Never. dog in its... Larger than you can get in a garbage can? No, that's yours. Oh, that's mine. I yeah, forget. I forget. That's a horrible. I forget after the news. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, it's okay. not as bad as it sounds because uh, he's talking about a dipping. There you go. Dipping the, oh, the bird dogs. In the old days, yeah. Yeah. I remember. 50 gallon a, drum. Yeah, when I lived over there in uh, Lufkin, we would, the, <laughs> all of us neighbors would do it at the there you go. same time because it was oh, that's elaborate. Nice. I only got in trouble when I dipped the cat, put oh, the cat in there. They don't like that. It was too strong. <laughs> the, the cat or the dip? <laughs> <laughs> the dip for both, the cat. Both those would cause problems. All right, so what you got there? What's in the paper? Uh, <laughs> He's changing you, you the want to get off this subject, do you, Milton? Yeah, <laughs> cat dips are. That is, a, that is the, the paper's uh, good topic, though, those yeah. tough modern roses and old-fashioned roses. <laughs> They're wonderful. Uh, they got a picture of that rose rosette. Oh, do they? Yeah. See? Which one is that? At oh, the, the bottom. B- bottom. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, it uh, the leaves crinkle up, and uh, they don't show the thorns. The thorn on the new growth, they'll have fairly long thorns. Uh, but uh, that's dead giveaway. And when you cut them back, if your rose looks like that, and you cut them back, They'll come back. Just stand new, back. New growth oh. will eventually. Well, we'll also have it eventually. Right mm. So the solution is to pull it up. Yeah, well, that's your, yeah. You want to dig it right now. You want to get the roots. And yeah, get the roots and everything. Okay. But and, and with and a rose, that's that's a lot easier than some other plants that you can generally get the most of the. Yeah. Uh, most of the roots. Oh really? Okay. Anyway, uh, and this week in the ca- in the garden, in Calvin's article, mm-hmm. he says, Now that the weather is becoming milder and beautiful like we have here today, broadleaf weeds such as bedstraw, thistle, henbit, 
chickweed, and dandelion, as well as blue bonnets, will germinate and grow quickly. Control them with a lawn. Control them in a lawn with weed-free zone. Follow instructions. The reason we recommend weed-free zone is because it's active uh, in cooler weather. Yeah, these uh, 34 degree oh, mornings yeah. by afternoon, you're in good, good, good shape. The stuff works well. Yeah, but and Jerry has uh, uh, tested it so many times. <laughs> uh, tra- I guess it's uh, Trace's favorite, too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we first started using it on that bed straw, right? Yeah. And, and uh, it is it's c- coming. The bed straw's coming, yeah. It's coming. Yeah, stand and back. The, and the neat thing about it is it wilts it overnight. Hmm. I mean, it wilts it, but it actually kills it dry dead uh, in about three to four days. And this so this you can apply right in, the, right in your lawn. Yeah. Even if you've got uh, green uh, grassy weeds in there, it just <laughs> it does not does not affect. Well, it doesn't area. damage rescue wi- or grass, does it? I don't know that. I it don't does. think it does. I don't think so. Either. I don't think it damages. It definitely my doesn't da- damage your, our regular grasses. Yeah, my beautiful blue grass it doesn't damage that, and luckily, it doesn't damage. Uh, horse herb. <laughs> I knew our our, Evelyn. our lady was worried that she, if you use this, it would damage her lovely and treasured horse herb. Melvin's but, ignoring you. Uh, no, uh, I was trying to figure <laughs> out what they were doing. Sorry. I was, she but was anyway, t- uh, Jerry was talking about Evelyn and yeah, her horse herb. herb. <laughs> Ev- Evelyn's gotten over Jerry and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and his, his horse. If she herb. keeps ignoring him like this, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe it'll heal quick. Yeah, she, I think the last time she called, she was like, uh-huh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah she's, she, she's a pistol. Anyway, she's a good uh, gardener, too. Yeah, she is. It'll, 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 uh, it'll kill your uh, blue bo- I mean, uh, petunias, Laura Bush petunias. Or well, any, any of your broadleaf. Oh no, really? Annuals. And, I, and your larkspur even. Oh, you will it kill larkspur? Around the edge. Yeah, I yeah, bet it will. You know, I haven't directed it at it, but uh, you know, when it's <laughs> out there on, on the edge, but uh, it uh, it's a, it's pretty potent. And now, if, you, if you do happen to get it on larkspur, give it about a week or ten days and you'll have new ones coming new, up from yeah, the seed. The seed is there. The other thing the other thing that it definitely works pretty well on is uh oh the chickweed and uh Yeah. Hen bit. Hen bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were trying <laughs> we were trying to, to use that to take out uh hen bit from our blue bonnet planting. Boofed it. And uh no matter how careful we were Got the blue bonnets. Got no. the blue bonnets too. So I, I even used the the wick applicator. Of course, I used it wrong, because <laughs> I wouldn't couldn't believe that just that little uh, uh, product would hurt would uh, kill it. The blue blue bonnets, but it sure did wipe them out. Hmm. And uh, the, like I said, I I just just got through using some a couple of weeks ago. 
and I went in to see what samples they had, what kind of uh, bottles they came in. And they've got all sorts of bottles. They've got uh, you mix it bottles. Okay. If you got a pump up sprayer, and they've got uh, what I use since I've got a small, I had a small area of weeds that I wanted to control. Was a they have uh, spray bottles, pump spray bottles, uh, ready to ready to use the mix, and uh, I got those, and just sprayed my area, uh, you know, with with this nozzle. And uh, I saved half the bottle, and thinking that maybe it wouldn't kill that in me. Or wouldn't kill that uh, uh, bed straw. But uh, I, d- I didn't have to use it a second time. That's good. And uh, so that's good for us who have small areas to treat. And so I've got half a bottle left. And all I have Are you to selling that? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All I have it's not, not not that expensive when you buy those small amounts like that. Uh but I've got uh dandelions and some other winter weeds beginning to come up and uh, they've uh, they've always been there as a red uh, rose I mean as a green rosette, small clump of, of leaves. But now they're beginning to send up that long spike, of, of which uh, has blooms and then beautiful yellow flowers and then seed that so spreads all a, over the this area. This is the real dandelion. Huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Yeah. And so basically anything that's green out there in your lawn now, and you want to get rid of it. Broadly. And, uh, yeah, broadly. But uh, it, you can spray spray it, just one squirt down the middle of the weed, and okay. uh, it, it'll it'll take care take it out. Now I've pulled them out. I've been trying to pull them out, but if you let them get get ahead of you, they're hard to pull out. They got a tap root. Most of those weeds have a tap root, Except and so. Bed, bed straw. Bed straw doesn't, yeah. but uh, uh, dandelions and hen, hen and uh, your uh, di- uh, <laughs> I want to say dianthus. Your uh, a larkspur. They have a hen bit. They have a root like a carrot. So anyway, uh, that's not a bad investment, regardless of the size of your lawn. Or you can pull them out, or you can mow them. Yeah. And uh, but that's so much hard work. <laughs> Just one little squirt. But Calvin was saying that was exercise, and we needed that or yeah, something, wasn't he? That, that's what all the doctors say. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a break. While we do, please give us a call, 210-308-8. You can walk your dogs for exercise Thank and you. let them pee on the guard. Yeah. Uh, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Tell us what's going on in your garden. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. 
and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. So it's not too late to uh, to plant broccoli, huh? No, did no, you, no, Did you no. see some broccoli out there? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, broccoli and cabbage. Oh, I saw Green Magic. I was relating it to spinach, but yeah, that's the broccoli. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the recommended broccoli. Is there a broccoli. spinach out there, too? There's yeah. Ashley. Okay. Is that what I saw? Yeah, this product spinach. Right what's, on the very What's the end. ones we recommend? Is Ashley one of the recommended? What's that? Spinach. Well, yes. Okay. Well, and it tastes good. I've oh, been, good, okay. We've been eating it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's productive. The label in it is not necessarily the uh, name of the spinach because uh, Dr. Larry Stein gets the grower uh, spinach seed from commercial growers, uh, hybrid, uh-huh. hybrid spinach seed, the best, oh, okay. the best available. But uh, the grower uses uh, the tags that says spinach on it. Use it all tag. Okay. When we first started putting uh, spinach and things like that, uh, even cabbage, we were discussing just not putting the variety name on there. Yeah. And just put uh, cabbage or spinach or whatever. <coughs> or rutabaga. Which, which, in our, <laughs> which in our situation would have been the, the best thing to do. Now, do you have, or did you get rutabagas, and are you planting them again? No, I actually. Oh, my gosh. No, don't say that. He could, str- actually, he could I've die. Got a, i got about two rows of turnips that, I, that <laughs> are, are really productive. So there's not going to be rutabagas at the Finch? No, the there isn't. Oh, that's sad. This is like the first year. That's right. That's oh. Good. But uh, speaking of things that are on sale, the Texas Blue Bonnets, I think we yeah. mentioned that earlier. Uh, uh, Four-inch pots regularly a dollar ninety-nine, on sale for five for nine fifty, mm-hmm. and uh, that's good because some people buy one Blue Bonnet plant planted out there. Don't look at me. <laughs> so. I don't know you, what you you're talking about. At least plant five. Yeah. Okay. For nine fifty. Yeah. So Which a little is about ten dollars. No, I'm not going to go there. Okay. All right. And they've got a picture with it on our sales item. Is that the, that that's the right picture, Milton? The blue I guess bonnet? so. No. Well, he said these are ladybird, didn't he? No, these are not ladybird. Oh, I thought he said they were. But we'll that that picture is Ladybird. Okay. I thought he said they were. No, they're not. Okay. Uh, maybe they're getting Ladybirds in or something. But anyway, they also have strawberries on sale. Yeah, I'm gonna get a strawberry. <laughs> and well, I know what stimulated you was our our friend in Austin, Dennis, sent us a picture. Of the where was it like the largest world? strawberry <laughs> in, in 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 the Guinness Book of Records? I'm and, waiting and for the top strawberry contest. There's a picture of it. See? It's huge. I think mine was bigger. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know it was a competition. <laughs> well, I think we ate ours. It's 
it was uh, there was a picture in the paper that showed the the uh, bed. Yeah. And there wasn't just one. I mean, there were oh really rows of bi- those big ones. Like yeah. The, I don't know what what I've they would do with them, but <laughs> uh, I've seen bears like this where they're not the s- typical strawberry shape, but they're more like a flattened pancake or something. Yeah, the one I had that we just kept, we didn't pick, just didn't look right. Yeah, but uh, I don't know whether that's a pollination problem or whether that's a varietal characteristic. Anyway, uh, this Israeli farmer presented his giant strawberry at K-A-D-I-M-A, Israel. Kadema? (laughs) I don't know. It weighed uh, 289 grams, Uh which is 10.2 ounces. Thank you for converting that. So it's a big one. And uh, it's it's the heaviest strawberry, according to Guinness Book of World Records. And it looked like, based on that picture, that, that he had grown a pretty large bed of those kind of... Uh, I don't. I don't know. I couldn't tell whether it was a commercial bed or that, but it was at least a twenty by twenty thing. Yeah, it said the strawberry was about five times the average rate of a regular berry uh, of the local I I L R L L A N variety. Uh, the strawberry was uh, seven inches long and thirteen inches in circumference. Said the previous record was held by a Japanese farmer who discovered a two hundred and fifty gram strawberry in his harvest in two thousand fifteen. Hmm. So strawberries are getting as big as rutabagas. Notice these are all in Japan. No. No. Israel. Israel and Japan. Hmm? Uh, the, the previous record oh, that's was right. Israel. Japan. Okay. The other record was uh, Israel. The okay. new record is Israel. I got you. All right. 210-308-8867. If people want to read about that, does, does Dennis give a, uh, a source hmm. if they want to read about or just Google largest yeah, strawberry? It's on, uh, www.cnn.com slash travel slash article slash giant-strawberry-guinness-world-record. Let me just see something here. Hold on. Uh-huh. Dot HTM. Okay. You want me to do that again? No. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to see if I, yeah. I if you looked up Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, or just look up CNN's. Look up strawberry on the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> All the strawberries that are fit to print. I bet a lot of people didn't get that. Yes. I'll, I'll give it No, again. do not give it out again. If you just Google CNN largest strawberries, it'll link to it. <laughs> And uh, I'll look for uh, largest strawberries. And I'll, I'll give it again if you want me to. No, that's okay. We got it. I think Al's got it back <laughs> at the station, so you can call him if you want that. But anyway, the, uh, they're on sale, ever-bearing strawberries 
in spring through summer. Let's see. Oh, good. They'll keep spring, going. In spring through summer and again in the fall. All right. Okay. Now, your recommendation is hanging baskets on those too, right? Yeah. Okay. Because the pill bugs can't jump that high. Okay. Well, that's good. I don't want them pill bugs hey, jumping uh, on my strawberries. People strawberry. always get upset, especially young youngsters. When the pill bugs. When they, when they pick a strawberry, and strawberries are laying on the ground, you know. Yeah. Uh, and the, there's a hole. I, li I like them in those. Section. Mm. Half whiskey barrels. Mm. Yeah. And generally, you do not really bother by it. But I see the bugs. So I'll give the number I got again, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867 for your gardening questions. But I see them in, like, the half whiskey barrels, and they've got, like, a hole in the side. And it yeah. just looks, it looks like that's like a challenge to. No, it's not. Okay. I, I did. Uh, do you have to do them in that? No. Is it better if you do it in something like that? Yeah. Is it? Okay. Calvin? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's not Calvin. <laughs> if I, I got them not in wooden half whiskey barrels, but I, I was thinking that if I did a large number of them, I'd, I'd use those uh, plastic yeah. half, uh, half whiskey barrel size because uh, they're a little easier to manage and yeah. don't take as much space. Yeah, I did them in whole. Yeah, that's what I've. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've seen them. But you just gotta put <laughs> put a cone of uh, a hardware cloth wire down the center, fill it full of rocks or perlite or whatever you want oh, to. Oh, that's right. You was talking so about that. So the water goes to the bottom when you water, as well as watering the plant top plant. We got Tom on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hi there, Tom. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, Calvin, a, a while back you mentioned uh, a squash, a Mexican squash that will chase you across the yard as it's growing. <laughs> Tatoma. Tatoma. Oh, yeah. That, that's it. Tatuma. Tatuma? T-A-T-U-M-A. And it's resistant to squash fine boars. Okay. Except for the fruit. They can go into the fruit. But but uh, what he's talking about, every, week, every foot, basically, it sets a, fr sets a fruit. Yeah. Now, this is a climbing squash vine? No. 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 Well, it didn't strike me as be being inclined to the climb it, w it was you could probably put cross it up country a wire. it went across country <laughs> you could probably put it up a wire if you but, didn't have to tie but, it but well, uh so what, yeah when I, I had a lot of trellises and they didn't it didn't seem to be seeking no, out trellises, no. trellises. Oh, okay so i had one that i i bought at um another nursery <gasps> and it said it said calabacita yeah. But it grew to the size of a small pumpkin that you could hold in the palm of your hand and after a while turned orange but it wasn't really a, a pumpkin, so to speak. Yeah. Um, the only difference, the, the only difference uh -huh. between a pumpkin and a squash is the size that you harvest it. Okay, I got you. Yeah. They're, yeah, all, had, in, they're had, all in the squash family. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. I understand. Uh, so what I'm trying to I'm trying to find one that I can run up a trellis. Um, well, that's not winter squash. You can Calabacita. Calabacita is a Hispanic word for uh, squash. 
Yes, I speak Spanish fluently. Yeah. So the recipes we have on plantanswers.com in the hottest food growing uh, section is uh, is always re- is referred to calabacita. It's called, called calabacita. But true Mexican cooks only use tatuma squash. Okay. They don't use can you verify that, Tom? Do you? Yeah, well, the, so the, the the squash that that you can get at HEB, it's it's light green. It's more teardrop shaped. It resembles a zucchini somewhat. It, is that's that a, a bush variety or a vining variety? That's a vine. That's, yeah, oh. mine. Mine uh, always struck me how they were almost perfect circles. And where the trick is. To harvest them when they're softball size, mm-hmm. or, but they'll get there's a, there's other cooks that like like to harvest them when they're much larger than that. But I, I yeah. always found they're easier to well, use. Well, let me ask you this too: Can I plant butternut now, or do I need to wait until but, uh, midsummer? A little bit. Uh, well, it's close to March. Well, yeah, yeah you'd be better to wait till April, mid to late March. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I did grow some of that last year, and uh, up at trellis, it did relatively well. Hmm. Um, but that's what is I'm it, looking for, something I can trellis, because I, I don't have a very large area. Uh, and, you know, a bush squash yeah. plant will take I over would, the entire garden. I would think that uh, uh, that uh, tatuma squash would be good to trellis, because uh, you harvest it as small fruit, uh, tennis ball size fruit. Uh-huh. Okay. And so, uh, you, now, granted, if you let it stay on there, it will get bigger, and it will turn yellow, like you're talking. Yeah, I about. had I had a couple that got the size of a small cantaloupe, and, and they're still a, good. That's they're it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. You you okay. you missed the missed the harvest, but they were still good. <laughs> but it's still good. All right. Great. Well, thanks, John. Right. I appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. Thomas. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for calling. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We had a listener who wanted to know if the article mentions anything about the taste of the strawberry. No. Oh. <laughs> of that big one? Taste, yeah. taste is always subjective. Okay. If you had to guess... <laughs> Would it taste as good as a, a smaller strawberry? Yeah, probably. Uh, okay. They have some big strawberries. Uh, the ones you get at uh, H-E-B, could probably, uh, well, they do come out of California and and some out of Mexico. But uh, there, sometimes you get one of those big ones, and they just taste like cardboard. But sometimes they're sweet. Okay. I think it depends on the variety and uh, the and the variety that they were, I mean, the condition that they were harvested in, whether they're t- super sweet. So, no, should I go for a world record with my strawberries? No. Are you sure? Well, you should go for a Milton record. <laughs> I'm bigger than the one you had last year, Milton. How? Uh, no, he did Milton did pretty well. Yeah, the one that was uh, that those were okay. I only got two, but you know. Oh. But they you were, you showed her. They were, they were, he carried them around. Weren't they huge? Weren't they huge? The one was huge and one was normal. But of marble? No, there were some small. The, there marble. were some smaller ones. Yeah, I think I got more than two. Oh, I want to. I, I want to find those that uh, David and Larry 
yeah. had uh, recommended a, a few years ago because, gosh, <laughs> they they were very productive. No, oh, yeah. I think that's the one. I think it's been a couple years. Yeah, they tested. Uh, yeah, what was tested that variety? Uh, Do you remember the variety? No. Okay. But I don't. I don't know. Is it on way, Plant Answers? The way to, no. Oh. The way they're describing this strawberry that we've got for sale is it's, it says an ever-bearing strawberry uh, that produces in the spring through the summer and again in the fall. Okay. That's not Texas strawberry. Oh, okay. See, we plant our strawberries, at least I'm referring to the Poteet area for the Poteet Strawberry Festival. Uh, we plant them in the fall. And um, they, they come into production either in March, middle of March, or April, and the Strawberry Festival is in April. Mm-hmm. And so uh, in, when in the Strawberry Festival, they only judge or enter petite grown strawberries. Right. They sell other ones. They, they outside, sell the, outside the right uh, outside the uh, display outside the ground. That's why you should go in the grounds, buy those petite yeah. strawberries. That uh, <laughs> description of the the ever the have have it the three times or whenever they harvest it. Yeah. That's a, the Minnesota or Michigan or. Some uh, tomato. Uh, That's where they do a plant. Yeah. yeah, they just uh, they'll grow for several years. But after a t- couple of harvests for these strawberries uh, that we grow down here, summertime they're uh, they're taken out Pro- mainly because of spider mites, probably because spider mites will yeah. move in there and take them, especially in your backyard. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break. While we do, you call us at 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. This is The Answer. Back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and we're ready to talk gardening with you. Just call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You want to know the weather? Anybody? I think it's uh, For the, clear, clear. Yeah, look at those flags. They're just still. You can barely see them. Good Lord. <laughs> Did they take them down? Yeah, we I think they're, they're, they're going to replace them. Yeah, they have to replace them. <laughs> but uh, today's sunny with a high near 65. That's wonderful. Yeah, partly cloudy this evening, low around 42. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, high near 68, so it'll be warmer tomorrow. There you go. Uh, President's Day forecast is partly sunny. High near what? Wait a minute, is this really right? High near 84. Wow. That's Monday? Yeah. 20% chance of showers. Okay, thank you. Uh, in fact, uh, the largest chance of showers is Wednesday, 
50% chance of showers. Wow. High near 57. It's definitely going to rain on Wednesday. 50% chance. I know. There's no way to miss uh, that. Uh-huh. It's 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 a it's a forty nine percent chance forty nine point ninety nine percent chance but I rounded it up. But we uh, but we need that for our wildflowers. Oh okay. Cavern yeah how are, how are we doing on water as compared to normal years? Do you know? It's slower uh, than the, normal. The old, well the up until the last couple of months it was basically average, mm-hmm. but the last few months have been very low. Yeah, oh, it was like it was dry. less than an inch. Yeah, last month. Yeah, it's really weird February weather. That's another. The problem with that, of course, is then you immediately when when you go into the hot weather, you just yeah, and you don't have any reserve from yeah. the, the winter. You no drought immediately. And if the, if if the if the grass is dormant, but it's been dry, so you think we should water? Our lawns? Not. He's setting you up. <laughs> no. I no, no. Calvin the next, is the man. Because tomorrow out of his mouth is going to come. <laughs> Calvin says, get out there and start watering your lawns all you can. <laughs> I, 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 I probably <laughs> wouldn't. Every every three every three or four weeks we'd like, you know, we like to water. But it's uh, with this cool weather. Up until this uh, this last week, it really hasn't been stressed that much. Mark Mark's course recommendation is that not to water. Uh, well, that's that. Is it? If it's dormant, you get out there and water. <laughs> <laughs> your San Augustine grass, if it's uh, dormant, it's probably it's best to be watered every three weeks. So, okay. have we had an inch of water in the last three weeks? Have we no close though we had that two inches uh, yeah we had the four was it three weeks or four weeks ago I'm trying to remember where we got all the rain yeah yeah maybe maybe it was three weeks because I yeah I checked my onions uh this morning and they looked pretty good yeah you definitely want to keep them moist but not wet oh wet uh I was looking at Calvin's article here. Oh, we got James on the line. Okay. All right. James has called us at 210-308-8860. You mean tomato contest, James? I don't know. Is it? Hey, James. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, no, it must be another James that's doing that tomato contest. I, I grow tomatoes every year, half for a long time. I've just never been able to make it to the contest. Not oh, that okay. I'm oh. To, to well, win, this... um, but anyway... I'd like to make it this year if it's going to oh, go good. on. Uh, okay. That'd be nice. Whether I enter or not, it depends on how. Well, that's my other point. You are so far away. I'd like to pot up a couple of those rodeo tomatoes, but, man, you are a long drive away, and I don't see any in my area yet that I know of. But anyway, I called about a couple of things. Um, in the past week or two, I've had an issue. Uh, I've been dragging my citrus and some of these other tender plants into my shop and out, you know, with the weather. Yeah, and the Meyer lemon's been in bloom for a couple of weeks or better, so the bees have been coming in and pollinating on the blooms on the the lemon and a couple of others that are still in bloom. But what I've noticed, and it's happened two or three times, these bees will come in the shop, and I've got windows with screens on them, and it's like they're trying to escape through the screens and they can't. But the doors are open; they can get out. 
Uh, but anyway, long and short, at the end of the day, they'll be in the windows on the screen. I'll walk back in there, and then I'll just have dead bees all over the floor mm. of my shop. What is what is causing that? I know I got, uh, you know, toxic chemicals for plants, but everything is sealed. They're not getting into anything. Y'all have any idea what's going on with the bees? Because we all know we need the bees. Uh, so, but you wouldn't expect uh, one day's lockup in the building would kill them. <laughs> no. They're not but. even. They're not even locked up. That's the that's the puzzling yeah. part about it. Well, they don't always yeah. know that. <laughs> I mean, well, I yeah. guess that's it. But yeah. what's causing them to be, you know, vibrant and buzzing around me? They don't bother me in the in this uh, Meyer lemon, and then next day, next minute, they're all dead on the concrete floor. I just I never seen yeah. anything like it. It's happened but three I, times now in the past couple of weeks. I think it's stress, James. Oh, I'm stressing them out? Yeah, when they get on that screen, they see they can't go home. I see, yeah. And they've been working, trying to get pollinate all all day, and they've got a, they've got a body full of nectar and stuff they want oh. to take home to the young, it's and right. they can't get out. So Calvin, do you have a theory? Well, I'm, I'm... And you remember, all bees are female. The, the worker bees are female. The, the the theory, or the <laughs> the the t- thing that you would think about first, are is there is there some remnant spray that's yeah that they're getting yeah. Do, do, I don't spray anything inside the building. I just uh-huh. store it in there. And not do I any of them? Do any of them escape? Alvin, I'm sure some do. Um, I don't pay that much attention to them because I'm working and doing other stuff. I just Cause... notice when I walk in, all of a sudden there's 10, 20, 30 bees dead on the floor. I got to sweep them up. Huh? Because I, you yeah. know, I'll I'll have them in my greenhouse, but I, you know, but they they seem to find their way out. I think they uh, get it, get connected to that screen and they they can't go home. Milton. It's terrible. <laughs> Okay. Mm. Anyway, I'm not sure Jerry's you helping you. You got to be more. Beast- let's uh, be James. Careful. Let's let's see if anybody else in the audience yeah. has a theory. I gotta I gotta be careful. I, I got that. There, there you go. go. There you go. <laughs> You've okay. listened to the show way too long. Nine thirty eight. Like like thirty years too long. So anyway, um, hey, on this uh, Meyer lemon though, I, this is a spring I want to step it up to a bigger pot. It's yep. got blooms on it. Uh, and it's actually got uh, half a dozen or so, like BB size fruit. Yeah. fruit on it. Should I abort all that when I step no. it up to another pot and let it start no. over, or just let it go? Just let it go. Yeah, they're they're now, pre- they're pretty a, tolerant. If you get a tremendous number on there, uh, you yeah. might want to thin it to have larger lemons. I'm jealous because yeah. I'm I'm worried my leaves are even going to be in good shape after this little cold well, that we have. He took it in and out. He took yeah. It oh, I've taken out. this thing in and out countless times this winter. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I, I'm ready for March to get here. <laughs> I bet I bet yeah. it's very fragrant in your workshop, isn't it? Oh yeah, it is. It, it actually I cut a, I pruned it up a little bit a couple of nights ago. Because yeah. it did have a couple of suckers from the roots with thorns on it. So I cleaned it up, and I uh, took one uh, branch off that had a half dozen blooms on it yeah. and took it, in, took it inside and set it on the bathroom vanity for 
my other half, and, and she enjoyed the fragrance. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the most beautiful fragrance, I guess, that there is. It, yeah, besides gardenia, they're neck and neck. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite as strong as gardenias are. I love the gardenia smell. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I hope mine blooms this year. It's it's It took a hit the last two years with the, the freeze and whatnot, but I'm hoping this year it's just going to be spectacular. That's my hope. I love okay. the scent of the gardenia. Reminds me of my grandmother. <laughs> okay, quit quit killing those bees out there, Jim. Let us know, James. Right, I'm going yeah. to try and, to, and I'm gonna try and if to we be get... more careful. Oh. And we'll... Uh, <laughs> Don't encourage it, Jim. Yeah, we'll encourage uh, people in the audience. You need to hire him for theories. the K-Loop team. Yeah. Thanks, James. All righty. You take care. All right, y'all take care. Bye. All right, 210-308-8867. We could ask Trace if he had any theories. Uh, I have lots of theories. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to set them up and uh, with the... Well, what uh, James was faced with, he, he drags his uh, lemon inside his, his shed when the cold weather's coming. Does he have a heater or not a heater? No. But it's not the lemon. The lemon's doing great. But it's he, bees. That he's worried about the bees go in with him, and he leaves the door open and everything. But, the, you know, 20 or 30 bees die. And he thinks, he doesn't think that there's any uh, remnant pesticides. Yeah. Um, so, But I think it's stress on the female bees. Well, they can't get out. Maybe. They can't get out. They yeah. can't go home. They can't. They actually can, but Jerry's. They're on the screen. Uh, so yeah. Al back at the station has a theory that, based on his bee experience, that Uh-oh. they become exhausted and die. <laughs> well, <laughs> trying that, to get out. Yeah. Well, that's that. That's what you. Yeah. That's what James is assuming too. All right, Trace, right. you got a theory. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a way to make that they don't make it in there with it while he's putting it in. Oh, okay. That would be good. So, uh, getting hey. back to the sale. Well, if he, yeah, if he <laughs> shut the... That might be the way to do it, because if he just shut the door, he's got the screens, so the weather... I mean, if he wants... Yeah, I think that's, a, that's the right answer. Just don't... Don't, yeah. don't try. Yeah, try to eliminate... Oh, let him not be pollinated for that. And, and, he, oh, and, this, and this time of the no, year, year it's not much of a sacrifice. Because we wouldn't expect it have to be in in the shed very often. Yeah. If he's really worried about it, go get a Q-tip. Oh. Give them all a little ear cleaning. Okay. There you go, James. We've come up with lots of solutions. I bet you they're going to, if you shut them out, they're going to be be so upset they'll die outside. Nah, I think they'll find something else. Oh. All right, that's my thing. Have you got, uh, isn't there a really important task on the far end of the nursery that, <laughs> that Jerry could do? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this petite knockout roses yes, fascinate me. Now, you you, re- you really got some, uh, let's see, was it last year when you got that big bunch of? Yes, it is. was. But this is smaller than that, or is this that? This is the same the same size. Same same rose. Okay. It says first ever miniature knockout rose. Uh, same fl- same flower same flower power and easy care as the others in the family. Pretty An much. adorable compact size. Only grows eighteen inches tall. 
Give or take, yeah. Wow. That's a little bit of knockout. And you still got... They'll be beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I spent that entire time trying to figure out a way to use No, Okay. <laughs> and you still got uh, some of my Kiowa blackberries. Is that yes, right? we do. Okay. Yeah, great selection of blackberries. Okay. Are, are they bloomed? Are they blooming yet? No. You know, they bloom early. Big time. We did get something in that was... Uh, I just sold one, so it reminded me to, to hmm. say something. So, Blue Angel and several other varieties Altheus. of Altheus came. Oh, okay. My baby. That's my baby. Literally yeah. a couple of hundred. Wow. So, wow. some different colors that we hadn't had before. I saw a double pink that was spectacular. Ooh. Double white that was pretty. And then more Blue Angel than all the others combined. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think that Blue Angel has done well for people uh, out there. We're talking about Rosa Sharon. Uh, that was developed uh, by Dr. Sam McFadden in Saul, Tennessee, my hometown. Oh. And uh, p- picked up by Greenleaf here in uh, in uh, uh, El Campo. And uh, then, then we figured out it grows better in a, a, a mild, uh, milder climate, I guess you'd say. So they're growing it in uh, Arkansas. Oklahoma. Now. Oklahoma, that's right, that's right. Right on the corner of uh, <laughs> Arkansas. But anyway, it, uh, they're producing a good plant, and they're, uh, they're now selling it all over the world, hmm. that Blue Angel. And uh, Dr. Stein got one right under a tree, right at the uh, entrance to his garage. Oh, neat. garage. And that thing is killer all the time. So if you had to pick a legacy plant for yourself, yeah, would it be that? A leg? What do you mean legacy? You mean something people remember? Remember you when? By. Yeah. Uh, we're not. Oh, we're not thinking. foreshadowing anything. <laughs> no, we're yeah, just, we're uh, making you think. No. Uh, for Doctor McFadden. Uh, who's passed now? Uh, I think his his legacy plant would be flare hibiscus. You know, he but that wasn't what he asked that, that, you. But it was an answer; it just wasn't the, the right uh, question. Okay. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> the uh, blue angel would be up there as far as sales are concerned. Blue angels. Uh, I'm just thinking what we want to be remembered yeah. about. Huh? I'm just trying to get to what what plant that, that yeah, you helped with that you, you want to be remembered about. For Dr. McFadden? No, for you. No. Oh, for me. The blue bonnets. The blue bonnets? Okay. okay. No doubt about it. The red and the white, too? <laughs> or ladybird, and that would that would haunt the naturalists. <laughs> for, uh, rest of their there, lives. There would be orange popping up in there. Yeah, and rolling over. That's oh, right. Yeah. Huh. You could put a we could put a, a memorial out there with the, <laughs> the orange flowers now. But anyway, all right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Also, we got got uh, figs on sale. Mm-hmm. If I think, I wonder if most people's figs came back uh, 
after the hard freeze. I'm, I'm thinking it was right there with the Sagos. So most of them came back from the ground. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're on, they're on route. Yes. Um, and uh, you've got... I even had some container ones here that we didn't protect that, uh, that just died down to the ground. We cut them back. They came back. They oh, came back. yeah. And you've got Celeste, Italian Black, and Purple. Next week I'll say Celeste and others because that's that's the only important one. Oh, okay, yeah, Celeste is the the little sugar fig. It's a small fig, but boy, it's sweet as sugar. Uh, Greg Greg Grant's got a bunch of them. When I go up to visit him at fig time, we just sit down there by the tree all day long picking figs. and eating those figs. And then in the close visit to his diabetic daughter, yeah. doctor, doctor. That's true. They will uh, jump your sugars. Oh, sugar. uh. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy them too. I think they're Oh, great. yeah, they're wonderful. But uh, I'm surprised. Where, where do you, I'm surprised you don't have brown turkey on here. I might. I just might not have had enough of them. To, oh, okay. Or it might be in another size too. In fact, I think that picture that they've got there looks like a brown turkey. I was thinking it was LSU purple. Uh, oh, is it? I don't know. I'm just thinking. It's pretty purple. <laughs> Look at that leaf. Like a turkey foot? Yep. And you got uh, <laughs> whiskey barrels on sale here. We do. Har- half barrels. For fifty nine ninety nine, sale for two for a hundred dollars. I made that nice and round just for you. Yeah, the yeah thank you, nice thank you. That's good very impressive. Strawberries. Yeah, we were talking about strawberries and or tomatoes since <laughs> bigger pots are going to be limited this year. Yeah, but then he he lost it, Milton, on whole huh. barrels available at regular price only nine ninety nine. Dot ninety nine. What? What? Ninety nine ninety nine. So you're looking at our internet. So our we- our our actual ad shows everything correctly. Huh? All right. We'll we'll figure this out. Let's take a quick break and we'll figure it out. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 